I'm going to get you out of here really quick. I know you want to go watch the game and, uh, and watch the Eagles win. <laughs> now, look, everyone's hating on the Patriots. I almost want to go for them just because of that. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, let the best team win. Um, first of all, I just want to thank, uh, I want to thank Cynthia for an amazing series in the month of January. Praise God. Um, great job, honey. We thank you. We honor you for being vulnerable, putting yourself out there, which someday I want to grow up and be like you. Amen. So, yeah, that was amazing in January, and uh, welcome to February. Two, 2018 is already going fast, so make sure you take time to slow it down somehow. Amen? All right, let's get you out of here. Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 through 5. <clears throat> I'm reading the NLT and the message, but for now the NLT. Something you've probably read before, heard before. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about something God showed me. So it says in the NLT version, do not judge others and you will not be judged for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye or brother's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye? When you can't see past the log in your own eye. Hypocrite. First get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. I'm going to switch to the message version to just read the same thing. I think they have it up. Yeah. Don't pick on people. Jump on their failures. Criticize their faults. Unless, of course, you want the same treatment. That critical spirit has a way of boomeranging. It's easy to see a smudge on your neighbor's face and be oblivious to the ugly sneer on your own. Do you have the nerve to say, let me wash your face for you when your own face is distorted by contempt? It's this whole traveling roadshow mentality all over again, playing a holier-than-thou part instead of just living your part. Wipe that ugly sneer off your own face, and you might be fit to offer a washcloth to your neighbor. Amen? Can you say, that's trash? That's my title for today. That's trash. I'm talking to you about the critical spirit and how sometimes we can be, be more critics than we are encouragers. Amen? No one performs Christianity perfectly except Jesus Christ. Right? That, that thing we call Christianity, uh, which is, is a word that people made up to describe followers of Jesus. You know, they called them Christians, and then we adopted this thing called Christianity. That living, that performance part of trying to live for God and growing in Him is, has only been lived perfectly by Jesus Christ. All of us here are in a process. We're all learning. We're all growing how to be more like Jesus. Amen? Am I the only one? All of us here learning. Amen? None of us have has it figured out. We're all learning. And sometimes we judge and criticize people because of their own process. So we might see someone doing something, sort of behavior or something, 
And we don't understand what God might be doing in their life, and so we criticize them. But criticism is always from afar. It's never up close. Amen? It's always from afar. It's never up close. So the first point, you may want to write it down. Proximity changes perspective. Proximity changes perspective. The closer I am in relationship, the more I understand and empathize. Amen? The closer I am in relationship, the more I understand and empathize. The further I am in relationship, the more I tend to judge and criticize. Amen? That's a good word on Super Bowl Sunday or no? (laughs) The closer I get in relationship to someone, the the, the more I'm going to understand them, the more I'm going to empathize, the more I'm going to hear their story, hear their side. The further away, it's easier. That's why social media, everyone's a critic. Social media, you're from afar, you're judging. People uh, judge and criticize churches, uh, leaders and pastors. People make mistakes all the time. Just because they're being televised doesn't mean that they're not human. They make mistakes all the time. And from afar, the Facebook comments, right? You ever been in there? That's a fun place to be in, amen? You go into the comments and you're like, wow, look, uh, so-and-so is in here. What are they talking about? And you're arguing with other people like they're going to convince someone on Facebook. Everyone walks away from Facebook, Twitter, uh, social media the same. You walk away the same. Why? Because there's no relationship. There's no heart to heart. It's, it's from afar. We need to get to a point where we feel the critical spirit tempting us and we fight against it. And rather than criticize, we get close to the person that we're criticizing in our heart and empathize with them. Ask them questions. See where they're coming from. But it's easy to criticize from afar. And let me tell you, that's trash. Can you say that again? That's trash. Basura. (laughs) I woke up one morning and I put my... I, I put my feet on the ground and the Lord spoke to me. This is where this comes from. It, it, it happened about, I don't know, a month and a half ago or so, last year. And I woke up, put my feet on the ground, and the Lord said this to me. And, and if you're writing notes, write this down. The critical spirit questions everything, but does nothing. The critical spirit questions everything, but does nothing. Nothing. Everything is a question. Why this person do that? Why did it do that? And why did it do that? But does nothing brings no solution. Why are we worried about the speck of someone else's behavior when we have a log in our own eye? They bring no solutions. You've ever been tempted to just criticize someone? Am I the only one? And that's the only thing we want to do. We don't want to get to know them. We just Want to criticize. Sometimes it's natural for us to want to criticize and judge. It almost feels good sometimes. It, okay, y'all holy now? It almost feels good to criticize and judge. Because we don't know, especially if you don't know the person. That's why it's easy to judge and criticize politicians. Come on, somebody. Athletes, movie. It's easy. Bieber. Who doesn't criticize that guy? He's trying to be a son of God. You know how hard it is to be famous and live a Christian life? It's hard for you and no one knows you. Can you imagine? It's hard for us. It's hard for us. hard for us. Can you imagine the beebs? It's tough. So it's easy to criticize from afar. 
But the critical spirit questions everything and does nothing. Does nothing is, it can be no activity, expecting others to do what God is telling them to do. Judge, but don't get close to someone. It's also not trying to understand the other person. That's the do nothing part. The critical spirit questions everything and does nothing. And we can't be a people like that. Amen? Again, we can only criticize from afar. Heart to heart gets you close. It gets you feedback. Feedback is good. Let me tell you the difference. Feedback encourages you to be better. Write that down. Feedback encourages you to be better. Criticism tells you you're not good enough. Feedback encourages you to be better, and criticism tells you you're not good enough. If you grew up in a family where you were constantly being criticized, constantly being told that you're not good enough, you carry that with you sometimes, and you, and you treat others the same way. You see people, they don't meet your standard You have this high standard for relationships, for marriage, for friendships, for leaders. You have this high standard that you know people cannot meet, that you yourself cannot meet. But it's easier to criticize. Feedback encourages you to be better because it's good to tell someone they can be better. Right? That's not criticism to tell someone, hey, you know, we need you to be on time. We need you here. That's, That's feedback. It's encouraged. But criticism tells you that you're never going to figure it out. You're just not good enough for this. That's not what we need. We need to build a culture, a culture where feedback is made in love and honor, but criticism doesn't exist. We tell the truth, but we do it with empathy and sympathy. You ever heard of these words? Empathy and sympathy. The Bible says that we have a high priest That empathizes with us. God, the high priest, empathizes with us. He knows empathy is you feel what the other person feels. If you feel what the other person feels, there's no way you'll criticize them. Because you'll understand. Jesus understands you. So if you have a view of God that he's constantly criticizing you, then you don't know God. God empathizes with you. He doesn't treat you that way. So why treat others that way? It's a good word on Super Bowl Sunday. Amen. I want to be part of a church that gives good, healthy feedback, but doesn't criticize. We could joke around. I'm not talking about the joke. I'm talking about really criticizing someone, judging them, putting them in a box. And that's who they are because of you judge them from afar. It's unhealthy. You do that with family. You do that with your wife. Forget about it. Or your husband. The critical spirit functions in a certain environment, in a certain ecosystem. First of all, it functions in in, in religion, in religiousness. It'll function in that thing. It's there's competition, there's there's backbiting, there's there's moving up a ladder in religion. And so people criticize each other. They criticize each other to someone else. They it's just this competition thing that ignites in religion and we don't have religion we have jesus amen how you view god also i said this but how you view god 
Also, subconsciously, all of a sudden, you feel like you're criticized, so it's easy for you to criticize others and judge others. But criticism bites back, as the verse we read said. Criticism bites back. Criticism creates more criticism. What do you do when someone criticizes you? When it's criticism, your walls come up because you want to protect your feelings. This is normal and natural. This is the way you work. This is the way your soul works. When someone criticizes you or me, our walls go up and we want to protect our feelings and then criticize back to defend. This is normal. I'm not saying this is, this is you know, I'm not also saying we should do this. I'm just saying this is how we naturally react. When someone criticizes you, the wall goes up, and then you start to criticize as well. Throw the rocks over the wall. Now you're both throwing rocks at each other from over the wall. And this is your relationship. And then sometimes you meet, and you just fake it, right? Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you? Yeah, everything good? All right. What a loser. <laughs> Criticize. Your defenses go up. It's normal. Someone who is always criticizing something or someone with you will criticize you when you're not around. Someone who is always criticizing, always judging, always judging someone, and you're, you're there and they're, you're together and doing it, they'll criticize you when you leave. It's part of their nature. It's part of how they function. That's why as believers, as children of God, we got to fight against this. I'm not preaching to you just because I got, it. I got this. I need to practice this. I don't want to do that. God is hearing me. God speaks through me. I don't want to be like that. Are you with me? If you accept it, you're part of it. Oh, no, I was quiet, though. You were part of it. You accepted it. If we accept criticism, listen to this, about others from others, basically what we're accepting is twisted or perverted feedback. So when we receive good, healthy feedback with good intention, it sounds like criticism. Let me say that again. You guys, your faces went blank. When we accept criticism about others, and we live in this critical spirit environment, and we're used to it, when someone actually gives us good, healthy feedback, it sounds like criticism to our ears, even though it came as feedback and encouragement and trying to help. Our ears are not accustomed to feedback because our mouth is accustomed to criticism. Amen? Or no amen, but still amen. Our ears are not accustomed to this feedback. We're not used to being encouraged and given feedback. We're, we're, we're used to criticizing each other, so, so we don't hear it. But how many of you know criticism is destructive? And we cannot accept it. Amen? Amen? Amen. You agree with me? Amen? Amen? It is one of the tools the enemy used to rebel against God. He began to criticize God with the other angels. Hey, you notice how God, you know, he don't really vibe with us that much. You know how he, the human, you know what I mean? Like, what's up with that? You know, we shouldn't even be under this God like that. We should have our own kingdom, you know what I'm saying? 
I wrote a script. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> he built a case against God with other angels. He built a case. There was a file. He built it, a case against God, and the angels believed it. Why did the angels believe it? Because it was a twisted, perverted way of looking at God. Cynthia talked about it, how Judas didn't see God the same, uh, Jesus the same way anymore. They began to look at God like an authoritarian, like a tyrant. And so they rebelled against him. And there's only, there's only one thing that started that, and that was judging and criticizing God as angels. That's crazy. And we do that sometimes. We build cases against people. We accuse them. And, and, and we don't know them. But there's only one accuser of the brethren, amen? And we rebuke him in Jesus' name. When we criticize our brethren, this is serious time, I know, but when we criticize our brethren, when we criticize our brothers and sisters, when we judge them, we open doors. I need you to hear me. This is, this is not something that I'm just like throwing out just because it sounds cool. I was meditating on this word for this whole time Cynthia's been preaching, which has been good for me because I've been able to just chill with God. And as I was meditating on this, the Lord spoke to me. Clearly, and I saw a picture of how we tear down people with our words. And, and it's really, ah, man, I hate to say this, but it's really an influence from the demonic. And so, and so we open doors and, and you wonder why certain things in your life and, and, and these things that are happening. Watch your mouth. Let's watch our mouth. What we say about, the brothers, about our brother and sister is important. It's really important. So if you have things in your life, I don't know what's happening in my life. Why things, man, repent from criticism. Forgive people if they've hurt you. And stop judging each other. Abel's murder in the Bible didn't start when Cain hit him. It started in Cain's heart. That's why Jesus said, look, Jesus said it like this. If you hate your brother, that's murder. If you hate your brother, that's murder. It didn't start. Cain didn't just one day wake up and want to. No, it started with criticism and judging. Why him? Why does he? And blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, he wanted to kill him when sin took over. It started in the heart. Criticism creates that kind of disconnection. And a body cannot be disconnected. The body of Christ cannot be disconnected. You cannot tear brothers and sisters down with your words and be part of the same body. You know what that is, brothers and sisters? Can I just keep it real? Amen? You know what that is? It's called a, a disease when, you're, when your body fights against your, your own body. We can't be like that. I repent. You repent? Close your eyes. Father, sometimes we use our words, Lord, and, and they're to criticize and tear people down. And this moment, Lord, of this message, God, we just repent from that, God. We turn our words and our heart towards you. Use us, Lord, to be encouragers, compassionate, have empathy and sympathy, Lord, and bless others with our words. And those that curse us, Lord, that you would bless them. We bless them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Anytime that you have negative space, with a brother in Christ, 
you give room for the enemy to give you evidence against him. Like when you look at someone now and you look at them differently, you're like, don't like them anymore. Brother in Christ, sister in Christ. Then the enemy begin, begins to give you evidence against that person. It's not a coincidence. Oh, she, see, she didn't say hi to me. Did you see that? You see, he didn't acknowledge me. And all of a sudden, the evidence starts to build up. It's quiet. Cain was offered evidence to criticize and hate his brother. The case was built. And he responded when sin entered and controlled his life with murder. We must be careful what enters our heart about our brothers and sisters. Amen? I'm always careful when it comes to my wife, what the, what the devil tries to throw in my heart. Because he, he does try to separate marriages, those of you that are married. He'll put thoughts in your heart about your wife or husband to separate you. And it might not be a physical separation. It might be a, a, an emotional separation. And all of a sudden, you're looking at your wife and your husband differently. You have to start to rebuke those thoughts and not accept them and get close. But just like that with your brothers and sisters in Christ. So we, we can't give room for criticism and judging anymore because then it stops our growth. We will not grow in love and compassion and understanding. We will remain the same. Let's not do that. What then should we do? I know the Bible, well, first of all, we got, we're going to stop being critical, but uh, what the Bible says and what we read is, hey, no one's perfect. Look at yourself first, is what Jesus says. Look at yourself first. What areas do you need to work on before you start to work on everyone else's areas? Amen? Another, another passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, do not look, or we look to our brother or our sister in Christ, not according to the flesh. And he says, remember when we used to look at Jesus only according to the flesh, but now we see him in spirit? And do we see each other according to the flesh only, or do we see each other as part of the body of Christ, as spirits, new creations? See them according to the Spirit. This can't be just something we memorize, but it has to be a revelation in your life where you look at your brother and your sister, and yes, you may see flaws and you may see faults, but you see your own, but you see that God loves them, that God loves you, and that you're part of one body. And something that I practice all the time, four things we give people. The benefit of the doubt, forgiveness, compassion, and understanding. The benefit of the doubt. Someone may do something to you, say something to you, but for some reason, God has gifted me with giving that person the benefit. Just give them the benefit of the doubt. You never know. Maybe they had a rough day. Maybe something happened at home or at work. Now they're being rude to me. They're maybe taking it out. I don't know. But give them the benefit of the doubt because I truly know that person. I know that person loves me, but maybe they're reacting to, to, with something in their own life. Maybe they're reacting because of something that happened in their own personal life. And now they've offended us. They have, they've hurt us. And, and we, we separate from them. Rather, give them the benefit of the doubt. And get close. And forgive them. And talk. Amen? We know how to talk. Amen? Forgive them and have compassion for each other. 
That goes such a long way. People are not compassionate anymore. Man, people say some disturbing things online. I'm just like, wow, these are Christians? My gosh. You know, God reads your feed. He reads your Facebook and all. He, He sees what you're putting. I'm like, are we? Ugh. I don't know. And understanding. Understanding, hey, that person hasn't figured it out. They're learning. Understand. Whatever it is, understanding. Look, if you're not invested in me, in my struggle, in my pain, if you haven't walked with me, you can't just come up to someone and just give them your feedback. Feedback slash, I'm criticizing you. You don't even know what I'm going through. You know, they were, they were in the house, the Pharisee's house, and that woman came, and she broke that jar, right, and worshiped Jesus. What did Judas say? Man, it, you know, that's worth a lot of money, and uh, should give that money to the poor. Criticized her. <laughs> She's worshiping. You don't know her life, Judas. You don't know that that Jesus delivered her from seven demons. You don't know the redemption in her life. You don't know what she's gone through. You don't know the reason why she's worshiping Jesus this way. Where do you land in that story? As the critic or the worshiper? Think about it. If someone sold their house in our church, they sold their house and they brought the money for the church. How would you react why did they sell their house? That's, that's very irresponsible. And giving the, the whole thing to the church, they ain't keeping nothing. Or do you worship with them? Because maybe you don't know their story, but they have one. And they're worshiping God that way. You worship with them. Don't be like Judas. It's people in, rela- in relationship that can actually address things deeply with one another. People in relationship that can come and and be open. Now you need to, if you don't have relationships, you need to find it. There's people around you. Find relationships. Take someone to see the Super Bowl. Again, the critical spirit questions everything and does nothing. I'll leave you with this quote. I love this quote. Let's see if you get it. There was once a man better than another until he thought he was. (laughs) There was once a man better than another until he thought he was. We're the same. We're, We're all struggling here. We're all going through stuff. We're all learning. We all need Jesus. We're all in process. Amen? So don't be a critic from afar. Be an encourager. Be compassionate. Show empathy and get close. Get close. Get close. Get close. Proximity. Proximity. Get close. All right. Let's pray, guys. Got you out of here in like 20 minutes. Come on, somebody. That's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a Super Bowl miracle. 
So I, I just want you to close your eyes because I know this word is, um, is challenging. And it's, it's going to be hard to live this out. But with the Holy Spirit, uh, it's possible. It's possible. And I don't want you to leave this place and just forget what we talked about today. But I just want you, with your eyes closed, to just begin to give the Holy Spirit everything in regards to criticism and how you see others. And just begin to tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, just, just take all of that stuff, Lord. And God will begin to give you words and, and visions. Just take all that stuff, that, that stuff I think about people, God. Thank you for listening to the Grace and Love podcast. We pray that you are filled and encouraged by today's message. For more information about Grace and Love, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Grace Love Church. Make sure you check us out again next week. Thanks again, and God bless you.